This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. The efforts by the ruling party in the Vatican to suck up to the weird UN agenda for the Brazilian Amazon took on an even stranger twist on December 14th, and then again on Christmas Eve. What we were all treated to was cringe-inducing, to say the least, if not outright astonishing. The event in question was a charity Christmas concert held in the extremely creepy-looking Paul VI audience hall in Advent, complete with a pre-recorded address by Francis. It's estimated that 5,000 people were in attendance and that another 2 million people viewed the bizarre event on television. They viewed that event on Christmas Eve. That's going to be important in a moment. What was that bizarre event? A catechesis for the bishops and anyone watching on Mother Earth and Pacamama, complete with a prayer to the de- demon Pacamama. This has made waves and probably you heard about this by now. So what I'll do is go over the event and then point out how the Vatican is doing this and what they're doing is, frankly, demonic folly. As there are some people who refuse to admit that what we're seeing is invocation of the demonic. And even weirder is that the Vatican chose to broadcast this bizarre event concert around the world on, again, Christmas Eve. So let's get to this bizarre story and the trend that it represents. The story goes like this. On December 14th, a charity concert was held to support the Pan-Amazon region. According to a Vatican news article from shortly before the event, quote, the proceeds from the concert, which will help in the protection of the Pan-Amazon region and its indigenous people through the charity project, lets network for the Amazon. The Pope explained that Christmas is a time of expectation when we ask ourselves about our heart's desire. Through this inner thirst, he said, God himself comes to meet us on the road where there is hunger and thirst for peace, justice, freedom, and love. You too, with your songs, your help awaken or reawaken this healthy human yearning in the hearts of many people the Pope told the concert artists. The nativity scene clearly teaches that we cannot let our souls be fooled by wealth and fleeting promises of happiness, the Pope said, citing from his recent apostolic letter, Admirabili Signum, on the meaning and importance of the nativity scene. End quote. Okay, on the surface, this sounds like no big deal, right? A Christmas charity event held in the Vatican, complete with an address by the Pope, is sort of what we might expect in the modern world where the Church embraces the methods of the NGOs and international bodies like the UN to address secular concerns that can be argued to have at least some overlap with areas of interest for the Church. This had an added twist, though, with its focus being part of the integration of Catholic education with global efforts towards sustainable development. Quoting the Vatican News article again, quote, The Pope noted that artists have a certain influence on young people's ways of thinking and acting. Beauty and truth that bring joy to man's heart, he said, unite generations, and make them share in the admiration. For this reason, Pope Francis said, all of us are called to build a global village of education, weaving a web of human relationships, for these are the best antidote to all forms of discrimination, violence, and bullying. In this village, he noted, education and art meet through the languages of music and poetry, painting and sculpture, theater and cinema. All these expressions of human creativity can be channels of fraternity and peace between the peoples, 
that make up the human family and of dialogue between the world's religions. End quote. There are a lot of secular religious buzzwords in that statement, as well as a lot of sort of conciliar nonsense. But by this point, we sort of expect all that. An article from Zenit back during the Amazon Synod us, gives us greater details, quoting that piece. Quote, the aim of Scolas Ocurrentes is to raise awareness among students in 450,000 schools around the world, belonging to the social platform Scolas.social, so as to promote reforestation activities in schools and to contribute, following the example of the original populations of the Amazon, to the reconstruction of harmonious relations with nature and between men, through student exchanges and sharing activities among schools. End quote. During the Synod, the news of this concert broke when most of the traditional Catholic media and commentators were busy being focused on the demon Pacamama to care too much about other things going on at the Synod, including the rather overt attempt to coordinate the promotion of the Sustainable Development Goals of the UN with Catholic institutions, most especially with Catholic education institutions, in order to put the goals of the UN squarely in the minds of the young. Do you remember when Francis said that as Catholics we must obey international organizations like the UN? That was priming the minds of the young at Catholic schools across the world for this coordination, as well as meant to open all of us up to the authority of the United Nations. It should be noted that con the concert was coordinated by the Congregation for Catholic Education, which is headed by U.S. Cardinal Joseph Nighty Knight Tobin. As you might recall in 2018, Tobin caused a stir on Twitter when he tweeted, Supposed to be airborne in 10 minutes? Nighty Knight, baby, I love you. Within a few hours, he had deleted that tweet, and he apologized for accidentally publishing something meant for his baby sister. And not many of us bought that explanation, especially since it's since come out that he had an Italian model who lived the James Martin lifestyle staying with him in his rectory for two weeks as an alleged student at a nearby Catholic university. And speaking of Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church, it should also be noted that Tobin has long since been a vocal supporter of the celebrity Jesuit priest who's openly questioned the accuracy of the Bible on the Sodom and Gomorrah lifestyle. So obviously Tobin is the natural choice for heading a Vatican office for the Catholic education. What really, made, what really made waves was the prayer invocation at the Christmas concert. As reported by Gloria TV, quote, During the event, a Latin American woman gave a Pacamama catechesis. She asked the audience to cross their arms over their chest and to feel a strong vibration, explaining that this is your heart, but also the heart of Mother Earth. Where there is silence, she explained, there is the spirit who all knows to hear the message of Mother Earth. She added that, for us indigenous peoples, Mother Earth, the Hika Guaya, is everything. Because the demon Guaya, a synonym for Pacamama, gives us food, scarce water, medicinal plants, and therefore receives sacrifices like the placenta and the first hair of men which are cut. Cardinals and bishops present at this catechesis eagerly followed the woman's instructions. End quote. I mean, obviously the prelates in attendance were eager to participate, some of that due to many of these people being what defected Soviet spy Yuri Brezmanov called useful idiots, and many of the others being too afraid to speak up due to the climate of fear that is reportedly gripping the Vatican now. We shouldn't be surprised by any of this, though I can't help but remain surprised by the absolute absurdity of what we're seeing on display these days. I and others have said this before. We always thought the apostasy would be less tacky, but maybe we were all wrong in that. But this is all part of a larger trend. There have been reports of references to Mother Earth and Pacamama in various Catholic outlets and regular members of the Lady desperately trying to reach out to the Catholic media to report on this. We've seen the reports of parishes in Italy and, yes, the U.S. and Europe, with an idol being erected in the name of the U.N. Sustainable Development Goals. 
We've seen the promulgation of eco-sins, even in the U.S., mostly in Michigan, which surprises some because the American bishops are viewed by insiders at the Vatican as not exactly being fully on board the program being pushed at the Vatican these days, which earned the U.S. bishops a talking to from the papal nuncio about the need to conform fully and avoid schismatic tendencies. But the real focus should be evident to everyone by now, the integration of the Catholic Church into the U.N. Sustainable Development Program, Agenda 2030, which began in earnest in 2015 with the publishing of Laudato Si, which was rumored to have had sections written anonymously by population control activists like Jeff Sachs and others. That document spoke about the need to coordinate with the UN and to embrace technocratic solutions to perceived climate problems, and spoke in much more specific ways about socio-political ills than any piece of Catholic social teaching prior to it. So this is nothing new, other than that after the Amazon Synod, the call for integration in the UN program became much more overt and obvious to everyone. Now one thing that my, many are grabbing onto is the crossed-arm imagery. It is a known method for praying used by members of the Lodge, which isn't that surprising, though again, I don't think we should take that to mean that all the bishops and cardinals in the room were card-carrying members of P2 or some other Lodge. The method of prayer has been used by some Christian sects as well as other Middle Eastern religions. If anything, most of these guys eagerly adopted that posture to get in on the ecumenical action, something that should concern everyone involved by itself, but of course doesn't. But related to the cross-armed action is this, the picture of Francis's pectoral cross, shown here for those watching on YouTube or BitChute. It shows the Good Shepherd walking with a sheep on his shoulders. It is kind of creepy looking, to be honest with you. I've seen one in person, worn by the bishop for one of the dioceses I go to Mass in. Some commentators are saying that this is a thinly veiled symbol for the ruling party in Rome's true allegiances, a sort of out-in-the-open symbol for the Lodge. I, you know, I don't really buy it, simply because that it is a tad too brazen for the real Lodge, even for these people. Not those LARPing dads down the road from your house in their silly windowless lodges, but the guys who run those places, who have long since been the enemies of the church. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this event was just a big lodge ceremony for the enthronement of global rule by the UN and its patron, Asmodeus, as also known as Pacamama. That could be the case, though the permanent instruction of the Alta Mendita did explicitly call for subtlety to be exercised by those pushing the revolution. So finally, in closing, I want to say this. Some of the, some have expressed doubts that Pacamama is a demon. I go into this in greater detail in my video, The Truth About Pacamama, which details how pagans have long since looked up to Pacamama and promoted the worship of that demon. And I say demon because, well, two reasons. First, the demands of that creature and the, and the, the demon known as Asmodeus coincide almost perfectly with any variations being due to local cult culture and custom, which has led to just different versions of worshiping that demon around the world in various cultures. And yes, I do say around the world because we see Pacamama and perfect analogs of the demon found in various ancient cultures and customs in pre-Christian civilizations pretty much everywhere. And I call it a demon because St. Paul calls it a demon too. He famously said that all the gods of the Gentiles are demons. St. Paul believed in the active role of demons in the world, and frankly, Jesus Christ did too, so we should take the demonic seriously as well, especially when the worship of a creature like this often requires the sacrifice of human blood. Again, I direct you to my video, The Truth About Pacamama, for more details. Anyway, what do you think of all this? Personally, I find it disheartening, but at the same time, somewhat humorous, as these cardinals look absolutely ridiculous pantomiming the actions of a pagan priestess like they're doing. They should know better, but for whatever reason, they're just going along with the sham on stage. But let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.